Parenting Your Child in Recovery, the podcast that speaks the truth about your child's recovery. Relapse is not normal. Phony success rates can't define where your family wants to be in 5, 10, or 15 years from now. And most importantly, your child is not an addict. From 9 to 5, been biting my tongue for all this time, won't let anyone cut me short. I was thinking this was the way to go, and you put up your puppet show. I say cheers to life, no one be no good Hello, my name is Rich Jones, and this is Essential Change, the podcast, episode 68, Recovery 911. Our present mindset toward recovery is much too passive. Relapse is a potential, but not an option. So let's start thinking emergency. The first and every time threats to life and a future present themselves. Let's play around a little bit, too, with the message now that we've got that out before we start, because I think this message is important. There's another spin on it. Helping the families of young adults absorb 100% of their help and support, preparing them fully for the recovery process. So that's sort of what we want to talk about. I want to talk about the fact that, in my mind, I don't think we, as a group, and when I say a group, I mean All of us, the families, the practitioners, us support people, all of us don't take recovery as an emergency. It's become too complacent. The number of rehabs, the number of programs, it's almost like we have really given in to expecting people to fail. So we're taking the numbers, and the lower the numbers get, the more money we throw at the problem, the less effective it is. So let's talk about our adversary, the low rates. The low rates of uh, first-time offenders, the low rates of people going to younger people going to rehab, the rates are really low. As a community uh, of, of practitioners, I think we really got to take some blame for that. I don't think it has to be that low. Yes, we're dealing with addiction, and obviously that's it's, it's a tough adversary, no doubt about it. It presses back when you press against it. It presses back, and it's fed by so many things. It's, it's fed by our societal attitudes. It's fed by uh, peer groups. It's fed by complacency. It's fed by broken families. It's fed by a lot of things that we have to deal with. Now, the good thing about these processes are that physically, most of the time, uh, if it doesn't get too bad, our our practitioners, our doctors, our medical profession has come up with a lot of ways to physically help and get people over the over the top and 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 make sure that there's some body left if we can save the mind. A lot of times, our practitioners really shield themselves from the mental aspect of it. And I don't know if shield themselves is a proper way because I don't think they're shielding, but this is what they're trained to do, deal with the physical part. They put out referrals to help them with the mental part. Uh, So an analogy, if you may, if you will. Remember bounty towels, the quicker picker-upper? I think that what we need to start doing, and this is a slightly silly analogy, but I think it means a lot. The individuals that we work with, they need to, we need to make them more absorbent, give them more of an ability to take in the help 
more ability to see the resources, see what's offered to them, see what they can be, and give them a more of a protective shell and an absorbent nature into the good things in order to help them prepare for the battle ahead. A lot of times we start this battle and they're not prepared. And we go in and we wonder why our results are so low. Okay? I think it's very important. Remember, we get that bounty towel out, bam, it, it was absorbing. It took in every, all the knowledge. It took in all the, the fluids. It took in everything and it was, and it was stayed strong. And an analogy, but analogy that I think fits. Another analogy, and I, I don't want to start any trouble here because uh, this is a re- religious analogy. I am not the most religious man, but I'm not the least either. So let's use the analogy of the Garden of Eden. One of the problems that we fall complacent is the fact that just like in the Garden, It was told to Eve, if you eat this, you will die. Well, they ate it and they didn't die. I think that's the same problem. We have addiction. People have these, have addictions and we work on preventing relapse. Well, they didn't die, won't kill them. And so people are emboldened by the lack of death. What we got to realize is that the same in the Garden of Eden. We're not talking about an immediate death. We're talking about the death that comes when you cease to live. There's a certain death that comes when one ceases to live. And that is what's most important that we understand. It's not an immediate death. That's why the threat has lost its sting. But let's understand us as a group, the practitioners and the family members that are trying to help. Let's understand that we've got to treat this like it's death because it is death. So let's really come at it and not disrespect the causes and allow the, the poor aspects of it to come to fruition and gain steam and gain power. Okay, it's very important. Another analogy I want to bring, to, uh, bring here is the fact that we have to start treating this as an emergency. That's why I called it 911. When we see anything that's going on with the young person or young people. We need to sound the alarm, ring the bell. Uh, make sure that we bring the right type of retardant for the fire. Uh, make sure that we bring all our forces to bear that are necessary in order to get that young person out of this situation. So the bottom line of this podcast today is let's Let's get in here and and work to increase the absorbency. Let's all get together and make sure that the people that we're trying to help and work with are physically able to take in that knowledge. If they come in clouded, if they're looking in the wrong direction, if they're not able to feel what is said, then we have to help prepare them so that the people who are delivering true knowledge and tactics that will help, that message is able to get to them. My call to action today, as always, go to secondstars.com. That's the number two, N-D-S-T-A-R-T-S dot com. Look around, see if we can help you, see if there's any facts, see if you have any questions. There's a place on there for a calendar. If you have even want a few minutes to talk, please, you can either call up the number or get on the calendar if it's a better time for you, and I'd be happy to discuss uh, what we do. 
Uh, you remember that I I work with few people. I told you I'm semi-retired, so we work with few people. But anyone who wants to know exactly what we're doing, how we're doing it, I'm happy to tell with no charge. I'm happy to discuss it and discuss it freely with you. So if you got a thought on it, if you're a practitioner or if you're a family member and you think we can help, just give me a call. It's, it's definitely no pressure at all. Like I said, I really can't work with a lot of people anyway, but I do want to get this message out. And a Facebook book, Facebook group, excuse me, Essential Recovery for the Families of Young Adults on Facebook. Come see us. We'll be happy to see you. all practitioners and type of therapists or people to deal with uh, people in recovery. Hey, I'd love to get with you. And it is my intention to get referrals from you guys. So let's remember in closing, let's get out there and help somebody get better. Help somebody stay better. Help somebody be better. Thank you for joining us on Parenting Your Child in Recovery, a podcast for the families of young adults in recovery. For more information, go to secondstarts.com. That's the number 2-N-D-S-T-A-R-T-S.com and our Facebook group, Parenting Your Child in Recovery. And if you or someone you know loves a young adult in recovery, and want a customized premium change to recovery without the guilt and shame of most recovery processes, please go again to secondstarts.com, the number 2ndstarts.com, and book a free call. Thank you. Last night, what I do remember that it was real, real life. Talks about me.